Hi everyone, this week's lesson is on dealing with difficult passages. It's on lesson number 12, and before I go any further, I'd just like to offer a word of prayer. Loving Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. As we step through some principles that we can apply to our study of difficult passages, I pray that you help us to understand them and also to apply them. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. The lesson begins with a memory text where it's really Peter giving some commentary on the writings of Paul. <laughs> and he says there in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, that some of the things that Paul wrote are hard to understand. Peter doesn't say that everything Paul wrote is hard to understand, just some. And certainly we know he's telling the truth because as we read the writings of Paul, that's something we also find to be true too. There are passages that are just difficult to understand. And Peter says that these words can be twisted or distorted by, quote, ignorant or unstable people to their own destruction. I don't want to be ignorant and I don't want to be unstable in my approach to difficult passages. And we also know that these difficult passages can be found all over the place in the Bible. I think of uh, the example we find in Exodus, when the Bible says, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. That's a difficult passage to understand too. And then what about the words of Jesus to the thief on the cross, when he told him, I tell you, assuredly, today you will be with me in paradise. If you have no other knowledge about why that passage is presented that way in your English Bible, well, then you're going to think this is a really contradicting statement for Jesus to make because then on Sunday morning he tells um, the th he tells Mary rather that he has not yet ascended to his father in heaven so was he lying to Mary or was he lying to the thief that's the apparent contradiction that can present itself so it's important we know how to approach difficult texts because if we don't know how to approach them then we may take the position that many do take in the study of God's word where they come and encounter a difficult passage and they see there's an apparent error or an apparent contradiction and it leads them to throw the Bible out altogether as a book worthy of study and a book worthy of faith because to them they have filed the Bible on the same shelf as every other human book and they believe that as a human book, this book, the Bible, contains human imperfections and human errors. And this is a dangerous position for anyone to take because when we start doubting the, the trustworthiness of God's word, well, the first thing we'll often do is begin to doubt the first pages of God's word, which means we'll throw out creation, the creation story altogether. And that is such a foundational part of being a Christian believing that God created this world in six days, that he is our maker. Um, so it's a very important study that we're about to do. And I'm, I'm going to really just skim the surface. <laughs> Literally, this is the tip of the iceberg in our study. I encourage you to read through uh, the lesson on your own and engage with the mat subject matter of the, this, this lesson uh, this week in your own time, because it will be a blessing. But also a reminder that the whole quarter really provides the bedrock or the foundation for this week's study because all quarter long we've been discovering and reminding ourselves that the Bible has the fingerprints of God all over it. It contains his thoughts. This is a book that he has divinely superintended the preservation of for us. 
And so as we approach these difficult passages in the right way, we can be sure that our faith will not be diminished in Scripture, but that it will be strengthened in it and in the God who inspired it. Monday's lesson encourages us with the first principle, be honest in your approach to the study of God's word. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 17. Here it says, I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. And Proverbs 2 verse 7 says, He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. God wants you and I to be honest in our study of his word. Because when we're honest, we have a safeguard in place. It means that we're not going to try and make up answers. We're not going to give superficial answers either that will not bear the test of scrutiny. And God is pleased with honesty and integrity always. These are qualities of Christian character. God himself is an honest God. He, he is honest. He is, he, is, he is a God of integrity. And he desires that we should emulate these characteristics, not only in our treatment of other people, but also in our study of his word. So how can we be honest in our study of the Bible? Stay in context. Oh, context is everything. Avoid loaded language in our trying to understand uh, what the Bible says. Avoid putting it in loaded language. Um, by that, I mean language that can be misinterpreted or taken another way. Avoid manipulating the text. Be patient. Wait for a satisfactory answer. If you haven't yet found it, wait. Park yourself there. And as we approach the Bible with honesty, it builds trust in God because every healthy relationship is built on trust. And so God wants us to trust him, to be patient, to be faithful to the text. It's okay to say you don't know the answer to something. And if we are careful, it means we won't rush to a hasty conclusion and we will do a diligent study of God's word and dig prayerfully in it. So the first lesson we, we uh, learned this week in our approach to difficult texts is be honest. Then Tuesday's lesson teaches us another one, another principle to apply. In 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14, favorite Bible text, it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Not only does God want you and I to be honest, but he wants us to approach the Bible with humble hearts. Be humble. Why? Because this is the posture of a learner. This is the posture of a student. When we come to the Bible with the posture of a learner, then God is able to be our teacher. And there's so much God wants to teach us, so much he can teach us. We just have to come with a heart that is ready to be taught. And when we do approach the Bible with this kind of humility, uh, we recognize that we are dependent on God. So there's wonderful blessings when we do come to God's word with humility. Uh, I'll read to you a quote from the Advent Review and Sabbath Herald, August 22, 1907. It says, All who will come to the word of God for guidance with humble, inquiring minds, determined to know the terms of salvation, will understand what saith the scripture. 
But those who bring to the investigation of the word a spirit which it does not approve will take away from the search a spirit which it has not imparted. The Lord will not speak to a mind that is unconcerned. He wastes not his instruction on one who is willingly irreverent, irreverent or polluted. But the tempter educates every mind that yields itself to his suggestions and is willing to make of none effect God's holy law. We need to humble our hearts and with sincerity and reverence search the word of life for that mind alone that is humble and contrite can see light. Wow, that's a really beautiful quote and lots to be discussed there in your groups when you get to them. But certainly also you can discuss in your study groups this Sabbath how can we strike a right balance too between being humble and being certain about what we believe because approaching the Bible with humility doesn't mean we have no firm convictions on anything. Actually, it means we are completely and entirely submissive to God's word as being our teacher and to God as being our God and whatever he thinks we're willing to do. So how can we strike a right balance between being humble and teachable and also being certain about things? That's something that you can discuss in your small groups. Uh, it's certainly very important that as we communicate truth with others, that we communicate what is right in the right way as well. And I think as we look to Jesus, he gives us some wonderful examples of how we can do just that. So be honest, be humble. And now in Wednesday's lesson, the Bible teaches us to be determined. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. We need to persist. So many times we encounter difficult passages. I know for me, I've encountered difficult passages. And instead of actually stopping here, grabbing a concordance, really digging to try and understand why the Bible puts these words together the way it does, I'll just say, oh, I'll go to a different passage. But we actually need to persist in these passages which are difficult. Uh, there's always a blessing for those who don't give up. We need to wrestle. We need to study. We need to dig. I think of the Bible verse where it says, He who endures to the end shall be saved. That's a, that's a words. They're the words of Jesus. And certainly the same applies to our study of his word. Those who persist in a passage will come to understand it. And uh, that which we obtain too easily, we often esteem too lightly. And so really the difficulties that we encounter, they, they give us opportunities to really engage our minds in the study of God's word and to pursue real solutions. Uh, time that we spend in God's word is never wasted. And by the way, when you do come to a, an understanding of a difficult Bible passage, oh, it becomes so much more precious because you've actually wrestled with the text. The lesson says, you know, sometimes difficulties will defy even your strongest efforts to solve them. So lay them aside for a while. And in the meantime, practice what God has clearly shown to you. This quality of being determined in your study of a difficult Bible passage is a good one to have. It's a good principle to apply because the Bible says that God's end time people are people who persist. They, are, they endure to the end. They persist in their faith. The Bible says here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who didn't give up, but who held on and who dug deeper and they dug until they hit solid rock. 
you may like to share some experiences in your Sabbath school class this Sabbath of difficult passages that you parked yourself in and you were determined to get to the bottom of in order to come to understand and the wonderful things that you learnt as you did. Uh, that will be a really encouraging discussion. Finally, Thursday's lesson teaches us that we also need to not be honest, not just be honest, not just be humble and not just be determined, but we need to be prayerful and we need to be biblical in our approach to Scripture. In fact, listen to what the Bible says again. Um, you've probably heard this before, but Acts 17 verse 11, speaking of the Bereans, these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. This is really encouraging because the best solution to Bible difficulties is actually found it's still in the Bible itself. And so we can actually use the Bible to help us to understand the Bible. And as we do do this, this is the great Protestant rule of Bible study, we let the Bible interpret itself. But as we not only do this, but when we come to the Bible and we approach the Bible with a prayerful heart, where we are asking God for help, when we are praying for the Holy Spirit who inspired the Bible writers to write what they wrote to teach us too, God will be able to teach us. Here is a beautiful quotation from Steps to Christ. It says, When the word of God is opened without reverence and without prayer, when the thoughts and affections are not fixed upon God or in harmony with his will, the mind is clouded with doubts. And in the very study of the Bible, skepticism strengthens. And there's more to the quote, but I'll let you read it. But truly, you know, the Bible is a spiritual book and spiritual things are spiritually discerned. And uh, we need to, as we approach this book, Come with reverence, come with a prayerful heart, come with humility, with honesty, with a determination to seek God more earnestly. You know, Jesus said in John 14 verse 6, he said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Not only should we approach the Bible with all of these wonderful principles, but also we need to keep Jesus central. We need to ask ourselves, what can we learn about God from this passage? As I close out, this is a very brief overview of the lesson. Again, I encourage you to read the quarterly. But as I close out now, I think to myself, are there any promises that God has given to us to encourage us in the study of his word when we encounter a Bible passage that's difficult? And the one that jumps to my mind first it's Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. God says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. God wants us to search for him with all our hearts, to study the Bible with all our hearts, to study the Bible, to know him. I pray that as you do study the Bible, that you apply these principles when you encounter difficult passages and that as you do apply these principles, that God would lead you into all truth, that he would bless you for the time you spend digging in his word and that you would dig deeply till you strike gold because wherever you dig in God's word, there is gold to be found. Let's pray. Our loving Father in heaven, thank you for these principles that we can apply to the study of your word. I pray you help us to be honest, to be humble, 
to be diligent, to be determined and persistent, to be prayerful and to keep Jesus in the center of our study as we approach difficult passages in your word. May our study of your word lead us to a greater love for you as we find that your word is just filled with gold to be discovered and to be appreciated and embraced in our lives. We love you so much. We look forward to the day when we won't have to pray with our eyes closed, but we'll see you face to face. Until then, keep us faithful and keep us prayerful and keep us studying your word is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.